0: And it's good to be in a log cabin in an undisclosed location on the outskirts of town because it's cold outside. we got some snow on the ground and it is uh, about, well it's actually starting to warm up a little bit. It's uh, about 34, 35 degrees. Looking out my window right now, looks like the snow's starting to melt. Hope you're all warm wherever you are. Thanks for joining us on this episode of a Firm America podcast. The year's moving really quick here. We're already into the 19th day of January 2022. Every day's exciting, everything's breaking. America is awakening, and we are happy to see it. Hey, if uh, you haven't subscribed yet to my podcast, run over to AffirmAmerica.com, put your email address in there, and we'll send you a notice every time a new episode comes out. Also, if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at Marquis at AffirmAmerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. Love to hear from you. Tell me what you're thinking about. Share with me any stories that you might like for us to discuss on future episodes. Love to hear you. Got a good program for you today. I've got a guest. This is uh, hopefully going to be a weekly event. It's going to be Mondays with Dr. K. Dr. K is a good friend of mine. His name is Dr. Frank Kaufman, part of the Settlement Project. We had an episode about the Settlement Project early on last year. You can uh, check out his website. It's at S p12.org. Dr. Kaufman's with us here today. Dr. Kaufman, how you doing?
1: I'm great, Marcus. Very happy to be with you again, and thanks for inviting
0: me on. You bet. How's your How's your new year going, Dr. K? It's very nice.
1: Yeah, it's going well. I've had a little, a little fun, a little travel, some time with old friends, and uh, the city's off to uh, a bright start. The weather's mild, and um, we're doing well. Thank you.
0: Great. You're up in... Uh, Empire State, is that right?
1: Yes, sir. I'm here in New York City. Big city, the Big Apple. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so, what's it like up there in New York now with all the uh, mandates and shutdowns and all the crime? What what do you what do you see on the ground up there in New York City well, these days?
1: You know, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know how to account for how the city crept back toward normalcy. Uh, all throughout the lockdown period, the 20, 19, uh, 2020, 2021, uh, you'd be on the streets of New York. Uh, you could walk down Fifth Avenue. You could walk down the middle of the street in Fifth Avenue. You wouldn't see anybody for blocks and blocks in the middle of a work day. And um, I don't know what happened to allow the city to creep back and crawl back towards now people rush on the train and they're trying to cram into a seat like the old days. Uh, they got their mask on, but they don't mind being cheek by jowl. You know, it's somehow the city is full of people again. And uh, I really don't know how or what happened legislatively or culturally to do that. It's the, uh, the leaders here have been erratic. Lockdowns, no lockdowns, vax card. At well, you've got
0: else. a you've got a new mayor now, don't you? De Blasio's been uh, replaced.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't get any worse than him. He, <laughs> That's for was, sure. He did nothing. He he did nothing but harm the city. He could have brought it to his knees without COVID. Oh man, I will tell you. Uh, so, but um, Adams, there was a lot of hope in Adams because he was a little to the right of De Blasio on perhaps the most important issue namely that major cities certainly need police protection it's dangerous for sure there's and uh and Adams came out of uh came out of a pro-police background but it seems like all the police do around here is arrest little old ladies and uh kids trying to get a happy meal (laughs) you know (laughs) so I don't you know we're hoping for Adams. We're hoping for Adams. He said some dumb stuff already, and you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to come out of the gate just firing away at somebody. But anyway, uh,
0: the left's I, really giving him a hard time too, aren't they? I heard they're really uh, getting on his case already.
1: Well, the radical, the radical left, of course, as you know, sooner or later. Sooner or later, it's the last man standing. They eat their own, and they'll eat them right down to the last (laughs) man standing. So Adams is like that. You know, I mean, he's getting hit by the the radical left before he even gave his oath of office, right? Yeah. Um, The black BLM guy. I
0: saw him. Yeah, big old burly guy saying, I'm going to burn this city down.
1: (laughs) And and Adams stood tough. It was nice. You know, he looked good on that moment, I thought. Yeah, that's good. But uh
0: stand up to those bullies you know
1: yeah when when you got a democrat stronghold if you got a guy with a little principle in him you can't be too harsh on him but i'm not feeling good yet uh, that's that's where i am yeah I, that's right I'm he's saying. still wishing him, wish him the best
0: still in his honeymoon that's you know yeah. it's it's all talk let's let's see some action his action speaks more than his words do for sure but uh, we yeah. everybody has their eyes on new york city Anyway, that's something we can check in with Dr. K once a week, see how New York City's looking, see if it's coming yeah, back to its, uh, happy to its uh, it's former self. It's
1: more normal and feeling more normal. That's yeah. for
0: sure. Well, I think, you know, people want to get back to normal. I think it's just human nature, you know. So no matter how hard the, the government tries to stop you from – Moving around and being normal, you know, it just it just comes out after a while. People just get kind of yeah, stir no, crazy, are, you know.
1: You're exactly right, Mark. It's people, uh, even the most sheep, even the the biggest sheep among us, wants to go outside and graze a little bit once in a while. That's
0: right. I'm feeling that way too, especially in the winter time. Get that cabin fever. So, uh, well, listen. There's uh, there's some things happening uh, up there in Long Island caught a little piece of this today i wanted to share this with uh my audience this uh, civil rights attorney out of long island she was raised in the bronx close to your backyard there dr k
1: yeah and she uh she may really come from the bronx unlike my congresswoman miss uh, cortez oh yes who, uh, aoc truck, <laughs> she claims to have come from a rough corner of town but Tucker pointed out that she lived, she grew up in fairly posh circumstances. But I think this young lady, uh, who you're about to play, may in fact honestly be from the Bronx. Yeah, the
0: she country. sure sounds like it, doesn't it? She? she doesn't sound like that yeah. AOC gal. That you you ran into her on the street a few few weeks ago, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it was an interesting experience. She she was as pleasant as could be. If I if I was not a well if I wasn't well read politically uh it would have been as just as pleasant an encounter as you could find uh so that's the funny thing about when you get ideological enemies you paint them into a corner and but we're all human at the end of the day that's Uh, right i wish you'd just go back and figure out how to run the uh, garbage disposal and leave the rest of us alone. Yeah, absolutely. Go back, uh, wait,
0: waiting on tables or something. You know, that's uh, she's yeah, probably yeah. better. Uh... And I'd
1: like her. I'd go order a drink.
0: Yes, yeah, and so would I. I'd go down there and uh, <laughs> buy her a couple of drinks. You know, and say, "Hey, you found your perf- you found your calling there, uh, AOC." That's it. That's well, let's take a look at this clip here. Um, uh, Doctor K, her name is uh, oh, Patricia. She goes by Trisha Lindsay, and she is a civil rights attorney. And she is fired up. She is, she's just ready to go. I think uh, my audience will like to hear a little bit about her. So we're going to run this now, and uh, let's see what uh, Tricia Lindsay has to say to us patriots out here in the uh, heartland.
2: We need to leave this place empowered. You understand? It's not good enough to just come here and listen to speeches and go back home and get comfortable again. We are at war. We are at war for our family, our children, our lives. The 14th Amendment gives us due process. It guarantees us equal protection under the law. So why in the world are the unvaccinated being treated differently than the vaccinated? It is the new segregation. It is the new discrimination. And we have to stop it. Government for the people, by the people, will not be destroyed. Yes. We have to recognize our power. Yes. We are magistrates. What is happening here today, what is happening around our state and in our city, is people are invoking the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. Yep. And most of you probably don't even understand yep. what that is and don't even understand what I'm talking about. No. Well, the doctrine of the lesser magistrates is the doctrine upon which this country was founded. It is the basis of the Tenth Amendment, which says that any authority that is not given to the federal government is reserved to the state. And if our local leaders fail to protect its citizens and fails to step between a tyrannical federal government and its citizens, fails to protect the rights of its citizens, then those rights and authority is extended and given to the people. The people. The people. We the people is how the Constitution starts. A magistrate is a person that operates under authority. They have power. There are higher magistrates and there are lesser magistrates. The founding fathers of this country understood that there's going to come a point in time where the federal government will need to be checked. If not, they will become tyrants. And that is what's happening now. So the Declaration of Independence says that everyone, by virtue of being a human being, has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The federal government, too, the federal government, their purpose is to protect the rights of those citizens, the rights of us to our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. The third point of that document is, if they fail to protect its citizens and enforce those rights, the citizens have a right to refuse. legal seal, into one massive, huge slave ship. And I don't know about you, but I'm not signing up for that cruise line. Don't fight your neighbors, don't fight your family members that are vaccinated and want to fight you. Walk away in peace, try to educate them, and if they resist, Leave them. Unfortunately, in every war there will be casualties, and a lot of times they will be people that we love. So be it. It it. is what it is. It is is what it is. You love them from a distance. You pray for them, and you hope that they come over and wake up. But if they don't, we don't have time. We don't have time. We are at battle. We are in a war, and we have to keep going. We have to be uncomfortable and be comfortable with being uncomfortable. We have to stand. And we are given a charge to fight for your families, fight for your homes, fight for your brothers, fight for your sisters. Because my God says, pursue the invading army. Because if you pursue them, you will recover. If we back up, we won't. These are uncircumcised Philistines. They cannot stand against the army of the, the living God. God. We are the armies of the living God. Know who you are? Who you are, go back to your neighborhood and fight. We are magistrates. Let me hear you. We, yeah, are, magistrates. Magistrates. we, we are, magistrates. are magistrates. We are magistrates. We are between magistrates. an unjust government and its laws. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Yeah, come on.
0: Okay, well, there you go. She's definitely from the Bronx or somewhere in New York City, that's for sure.
1: And there and you know there's probably thousands, tens of thousands or more buried all throughout the city who have this precise same heart. It's a curious thing about the Democratic strongholds. If you get down in the if you get down on the street, people sound a lot they sound I mean they're not as bright as her, but you just find them all throughout the city and, and you wonder how these places became just so lock locked into the left uh you wonder about it because you don't feel it on the street with when you're out when you're out working it when you're out you know what i'm saying
0: marcus you bet and it's uh it's a breath of fresh air when you see you know african-american conservatives that you know can resonate with common sense you know i'm so sick and tired of you know being hit over the head all the time about racism all the different leftist ideas that just uh, don't make any sense, and when you hear somebody that speaks the truth, it resonates, and it's just good to see, especially the African Americans, because they're being used uh, as you know political pawns. I believe yeah. it's just good. It's just it feels good to see it, and and for them to catch what most of us uh, understand to be on the right track.
1: You see this woman. With all of her legis- with all of her uh, historical genius, her constitutional genius, and she, I'm sure she doesn't think of herself as black and white. And every time, black or white, and every time you look at a crowd where there's righteousness, like you see the marches and so on, it's always black and white groups in there. It's exactly, uh, you know, and uh, she's just talking common sense. She's a civil rights lawyer. She never had a word to say about race. It's she's just talked about she just talked about we. Right. And, uh,
0: exactly. Inclusive, not this uh, this divisive technique that the left likes to throw around. They just want to divide everybody. That's that's their, where they get their the power. Unity's that's where it's at. Thing. That's why the that's why we we're called the United States of America.
1: That's that's it. Uh, you're exactly right. So isn't. It isn't really technically whether or not blacks are Democrats or blacks are on the right or left. It's it's more are is are the words div- meant to divide or are the words meant to unite? Uh, that's where you feel who's who uh, in America.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's just uh, it's just good to 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 see it and to feel it and to blow up the narrative. She had some great lines in there, you know. They want to put us on that slave ship, and I'm not getting on that cruise line. That was a, that. That was that a great was, line.
1: She had a ton of great lines, and, uh, and, and, it's, and she built it, right? She built it because the 13th Amendment, once something is passed into law, you for, when you break the law, you forfeit the independence guaranteed in the constitution and you actually become a servant of the state that's right that's why once once you're once you're convicted of criminal activity if you end up in jail you don't you don't have the freedoms guaranteed yes. of citizens that they make you work and she's uh like you say it was a great line but it's she built it out she built it out uh as like a constitutional harvard professor
0: yeah very very uh inspiring kudos to her new york needs some more of those kind of folks i think whole country needs uh, it
1: indeed and and she's not trying to the other thing about people that are she says are you uncomfortable yet she didn't ask are you comfortable yet are you uncomfortable yet and then and then when you leave stay uncomfortable it's that that's the courage of a leader that that's uh and then and on top of that she wasn't she wasn't just citing uh secular and civic law it was it, it was it was tied to god her quotes included the routing of the philistines the, the yes way the righteous win and those are the cornerstones of american life
0: exactly it's it's,
1: it's political constitution but the very f- the, the, the very first acknowledgement is that the rights are come from god that when she said, we are magistrates, mm. not because we're good or bad. It's because God, it's it's God's. Uh,
0: dis- God's mandate. God's, God yes. God gives us those. Uh, wonderful. Well, we'll keep an eye on her and uh, see how her, uh, you know, if she were to even get into politics, she'd be a good candidate for uh, any political seat. Maybe she's best at where she's at right now as a civil rights lawyer, but uh, we'll keep an eye on her and see where she uh where she rises cuz she's definitely a rising star
1: her concern about uh, bodily autonomy and and the right and the right of parents to uh, protect their children these are great rights to concern ourselves about Yes. And there's federal government trying to pass mandates unilaterally that are unconstitutional they are just flat out unconstitutional they violate they violate bodily autonomy they violate the rights of parents to protect her children uh, she couldn't have said you know you all you can do is repeat the insights she uh spelled out so eloquently
0: yes and the supreme court you know they they're in agreement too you know that uh mandates are yeah and in, in, you know not, not not in every situation but uh you know definitely in the uh private sector it's uh you know we you just can't uh make people do things that um uh, that they don't have the right to either reject yeah. or ex- accept and that's exactly thank what god doing. The,
1: thank god the supreme court got one right for a change
0: yeah no kidding that it's, uh, it's the been conservatives long
1: servers were all excited that uh, that a conservative president Got to make two nominations and suddenly you get decision after decision they wouldn't even look at the election returns and say you're wondering what was all the fuss about Why the liberals should have just just yawned and put their head back on their pillow and let the last president nominate anybody he wanted you didn't get any decisions or any help out of these.
0: yeah for sure
1: well thank God they came up with that one violation of bodily autonomy mandates at least they got that one
0: yes exactly well, let's, uh, let's just uh, change gears a little bit here and talk uh, – change uh, topic a little bit here. Let's um, take a look at um, some of the things that have been happening on this filibuster, uh, Dr. K. You know, it's um, – Yeah. Schumer's uh, at it again today. I heard him talking on the floor about uh, blaming Trump, of all things. He, you know, Trump Republicans, he's, uh, you know, he's got Trump in his head. He can't get it out of his, out of his head. Everything's Trump fault. You know Blaming the way, all the, uh, the way
1: they have, uh, you know, the way they have Hollywood tours to go visit the homes of the celebrities. Yes, they should have a tour through Schumer's head to go visit Donald Trump, he's <laughs> alive and well. <laughs>
0: he's he's built a couple uh high rises <laughs> in his uh, head, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, I interrupted, but you were talking about uh, there's a side of him that's no joke, uh, Schumer. He said. A bad figure. Yeah,
0: he's, 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 and he flips, he's, you know, um, it's funny because, you know, a lot of this stuff's um, on videotape. You know, you can go back and see where Schumer was completely opposed to the filibuster, right? He was, when he was in the um, minority, he was, he was, he wanted to keep the filibuster. And now that uh, he's in the majority, you know, now he wants to get rid of it. So it's like these guys. He wasn't,
1: you know, he didn't just want to, he wasn't like, Promising to vote for the filibuster, he was like George Washington, you know, at the at the on the on that boat crossing the Potomac. You know what I mean? He was like it's chief champion, and I again I don't want to uh, f- interrupt your flow, Marcus. But did you see the Tom Cotton? Did you see the Tom Cotton uh, presentation in the in the uh, Congress? When he's he starts giving this speech in defense of the filibuster, and you're starting to cringe a little bit. It's it's a little corny. He's pounding the desk and over my dead body. And at the very end, he goes, "Those weren't my words." You saw that?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Those were those were his words. It's it, it was. And he brings
1: uh, up this big huge poster. It was of beautiful. Schumer. It was fantastic. And then, but the the thing is, he like. I couldn't show my face in public again, ever again. But it doesn't phase him. Was like water off his back. It, it was. It meant nothing to him. And I'm thinking, what does a life in politics do to a person's humanness? It didn't phase him in the least, as you're about to, to show here.
0: Yeah. No. He's. He's just. Uh. I mean, even even Biden. You know. He's. Uh. I mean, these guys are serial liars. I mean, they can get right, right there and just. You know blatantly with all sincerity even even Nancy Pelosi is uh, they're just they're masterful at uh, at their art and it doesn't really matter I mean it's 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 not uh, it's not real it's not uh, it's just whatever is the flavor for the day they can just Mm -hmm. pull it out and make you believe that's what they believe it's just it's almost like a, a like a an actor or an actress or something
1: yeah there's no humanness left it feels like to me like i mean marcus uh we try to have a thick skin right we try to be tough guys but if we learned that out of everybody that knows us 70 percent dislike us that would be hard it would be hard to deal with
0: oh it'd be it'd be terrible
1: you would feel terrible you hope most of the people you know that know anything about you have a little respect or like the job you're doing if 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 you're at 30 i mean if you're in school 65 you don't even pass your you don't even pass the course with 65 and he's at 33 uh, uh, and kamala lower than that and it doesn't seem to have any impact on them this is what confuses me about the impact of lifelong kind of politburo politicians like this
0: well i think you know uh, You know, the Founding Fathers never intended for these career politicians. I mean, they, you know, their idea is that they would come and serve for a couple years, you know, and then go back to their business, go back to their farms. You know, just serve for the public purpose. But, you know, when these guys get in here as career politicians like Joe Biden, he's been in politics since he was in his 20s. I mean, you just lose all perspective on – I mean, he's never done anything. He's never run a business. He's never – you know, been accountable to um, whatever his, um, you know, if he would, had a job and had to be responsible to his family. It was just all, you know, all running for office every few years and raising money and
1: yeah, and
0: become, you know, and they, and they end up come, becoming very wealthy after they leave. And when Nancy Pelosi made $30 million on her stock deal just a couple of weeks ago. I mean, these uh, these guys it's, come in here great. and it's mm-hmm. just for, you know, for their own personal
1: yeah it makes you cry really honestly. it is
0: it's very it is. sad uh, they
1: they don't the, they don't earn the money they don't it's not their money their staffs they don't pay them uh, it, it, there's no there's no contact with the reality of life and decency and, and what it takes to, to run something to lead something it's just off the public in the public trough just sucking up other people's hard work it's a. it there's a lot there's a lot of fundamental stuff to look at in the whole the whole uh, political structure as good as our country is
0: yeah really needs to be um, term limits and just limiting these uh, the ability to to stay in for such a long period of time and just use it as an opportunity to to um, become rich and wealthy yeah and uh,
1: on the other hand you'd hate to lose a good one right once you've once someone's good at something you know it'd be maybe there's some modification this i've never thought deeply enough and and i'm not knowledgeable enough but maybe there could be a term limits and also a a period of time after which you're allowed to to run again or something a 12-year you have to have a 12-year time or something. There might be some creative ways of looking to solve this this real sickness of, of a career politicians. So it's it it's obviously they don't it do, they become corrupt almost every time.
0: Yeah, or you know, um, I know recently they this insider trading. You know that uh, Pelosi was accused of. Yeah, I mean, they get all the information before the public does, and then they go out and make their trades, which is, you know, uh, Martha Stewart went to jail for that, you know, for insider trading right. on just a, a comment from a broker, you know, about selling some stocks. And, and, and the, all of these Congress people and, and senators, they can go in there and just take that information and go out and trade. At least something in that and, area to limit their their ability yeah, to use public I, there's information. There's some
1: legislation trying that. I think also might have been from Cotton. But um, um, what I was going to say on that is it's not merely that they are uh, privy to information. Pelosi's Pelosi's trading on area that she legislates uh, on, right? There. Yeah, on
0: oh, that too. Yeah, that's that's another thing. You bet.
1: She's buying stocks about which she's about to pass legislation. On a given industry, oh yeah, or a given company, that the the fate of the company depends on how she votes, and she's buying stocks. Um, it couldn't it couldn't be more perfectly corrupt on
0: Oh, it's it's. I mean, in any other financial dealings, you know, there's uh, that, that that wouldn't fly. You know, if you were a stockbroker or a financial advisor, you know, you're you're re, you're regulated out the yin yang. You know things you can and yeah. can't do. Uh, there's a and conflict of interest in that, in you know, in those types of uh, decisions, you know, to purchase something that she has a, a the power to, you know, vote what it up to, or down. To, you know.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine? It's, oh, it's, and then you have, then you have a guy, our last president, who uh, never t- never took a penny. He he forfeited a paycheck four hundred thousand dollar paychecks four four times in a row.
0: Gave he it to charity. About, yep.
1: Gave it to charity. I think I don't know the number he lost two or three billion billion dollars, two or three billion sure in the course of running for president. And now you have the ninth district in New York City combing his things for some little for some little piece of paper he filed incorrectly. They're trying to destroy of course uh, without uh, over over uh, his finances uh, when he was entirely outside of politics, just a private entrepreneur they're trying to make they're trying to use that to prevent him from running again yeah and then they have an insider trader who's made hundreds of millions of dollars while legislating on the companies which she's buying and selling
0: yeah do you and, see a do you not, see a, a little hypocrisy there
1: not a not a word uh, so anyway uh so sorry, sorry I distracted us, but uh, what do we got here on the? On the...
0: Well, yeah, just uh, Schumer's up at you know at it again, trying to pass this voter, this voter bill, and uh, you know they can't get it through the regular channels. You know they got a couple holdouts. They've got Senator Manchin out of West Virginia and Senator out of Arizona. So they, you know the the only way they can do it is uh, they're all about power. They're not about working together. And so they need to change the filibuster so they can get it through because they've got a real slim margin. But look at some of the things that, you know, this thing uh, that they're trying to pass. It's got uh, publicly funds, uh, publicly funds political campaigns by allowing states to opt in to the federal financing of house races. I mean, come on. Do we really want the government paying for uh, for races and being involved in the in the slush funds? I mean, it's That's one right there. They undermine the state voter ID laws. Eighty percent of the American people support common-sense safeguards to ensure their vote counts. Eighty percent of voters back the voter ID law, yet they want to make it, you know, they don't need an ID to to vote. Uh, You have mandates, same-day registration. You can walk in off the street and register without any verification. Requires ballots cast outside the voters' precinct to be counted. Creates unaccountable redistricting committees. Unconstitutionally requires states to restore the ability of felons to vote. Oh, that's that's a good idea. I mean, they're really scraping the bottom to get those votes. And requires political nonprofits to disclose donors. I mean, that's... Um,
1: that's also a big deal. Yeah, it's federal control is the issue there. And uh, and then to go after those donors and to go after their uh, after their businesses and to start to smear them and yeah that's and right destroy them for who they who they support uh, it used to be it used to be people even even close friends wouldn't ask who you voted for it it, it was your own business in a certain way
0: that's right your business you, you wouldn't would even us. tell anybody who you a lot of times you wouldn't even know whether you know. How you voted, right?
1: It's an impolite question. It is, uh, and and here you have the federal government. Uh, it's um, requiring political nonprofits to disclose donors. It's just a uh, to go after them. To, to, to go after them. Well, to
0: use it as a political, you know, tool, a yeah. hammer, you know, yeah. to uh, yeah. to intimidate people Definitely. and to we we see how they work, right? They cancel you. They put you out of business. Exactly. They, uh, you know, look at Mike Lindell, what they did to this uh, entrepreneur.
1: Nine banks in uh, Michigan or something like that.
0: So, yeah, so this okay. voter uh, voter bill is trying to get through the—they're um, trying to push it again. We uh, just have to be on top of it, uh, reach out to, to, you know, continue. I, I call Senator Manchin's office two or three times a week. I've got him on my speed dial. And just encourage these guys because, you know, they're under a lot of pressure.
1: They're under a lot of pressure,
0: and just to yeah. give them support you know tell them hey hang in there we're with you um may not yeah. seem like much but uh you know they count those things and send them an email yeah. is even just it's as a good a
1: great thing you've done i've been with you in a number of forums marcus in which you're helping people understand the importance of calling our congress people and our senators and expressing ourselves and 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 you've directly known and encourage us to be aware that it, it makes a big difference, and the politicians really appreciate that kind of support. You know, as the very last thing I wanted to add on this uh, on the nonprofits disclosure deal on the last issue was that the that the president it has not been beneath our president to define people who have a different political opinion than him as as domestic terrorists.
0: That's and, right. He had uh, in Atlanta I mean, speech. you think
1: of what yeah if you think of what of what they're willing to do with mere political disagreement to actually um, i was uh, I, I made a, i made a comical little comment uh, in in instagram or something like that some stranger came flying at me and 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 said well you know i was talking about the economist the magazine and she goes, well, the economist is known as right of center. If you're reading to the right of that, you're subject to radicalization. This is just an, I have no idea who the person was, but that's in the language already. That, that if I'm reading anything more conservative than the economist, which <laughs> I don't know if you know the magazine. Uh, it's, 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 it's conservative on economics, period. The end, it has no moral position, nothing. Uh, in yeah. Terms of, it's just an economic, uh, a materialist uh, magazine. It's a great one, beautifully made. But she, she already, already kind of has been cornered as um, uh, subject to radicalization, and it's just in the language.
0: Yeah, and who's right? Who, 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 who the hell's right? Is it for somebody to sit there and pass judgment on how you know what is this the, um, the, you read? The, are they policing our our thoughts and our uh, our ideas? I mean, come on, this is America, yeah. Jack.
1: Yeah, I mean, what it used to be used permissible to, be. to have a political opinion, to have a political opinion, and then to and then to drag into that conversation something so inflammatory as the term domestic terrorist. It 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 is su- such such a careless thing to do with the body politic. It's a horrible.
0: Thing. It is. It's it's uh, it's american and it's uh, it's got to stop. Yes. Yeah. It really does. Yes. We need to bridge that gap because it's it's um, it's not going to be a good ending to that story if it continues. Oh, it just gosh. continues to divide. We need to um, we need to speak out about it. We need to uh, be able to push back on it, and that's really what we like to do here at the Firm America podcast. Is yeah, is You expose really do well at that. And. Uh, uh, there's lots of uh, programs that do it, but I think the, the citizen journalist, I like that uh, that term. James O'Keefe was talking about that, the citizen journal journalist, because journalism mm-hmm. is dead, and so having mm-hmm. all kinds of sources of information is very important in a free society. And I think uh, the more that are out there, the better.
1: Yes, I agree with you. I'm glad in a certain way... In a certain way, one of the one of the good things that happened with the questionable election, the questionable, once uh, Gen Six riot, etc., is that there was a a huge proliferation of uh, communications channels opened up, new news media, like O'Keefe and Barrett, yes, uh, new um, new platforms or highways. Rumble for videos, uh, parlor and and getter for uh, for quick information. So there's a kind of there's a safe there's some safe tunnels through which you can get your messages through. And that's a it's um it's really lucky we that that uh, the good guys were able to quickly build a lot of places where communications and information can continue to flow.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Places like China, you could never do anything like that. Government would come yeah. down and shut you down. So, and you know, and, and, and we're getting there too here, right, uh, Doctor K? That's the problem. That's I mean, it's, the problem. it's frightening. It's uh, we we, we ne- never would have thought we'd see that here in uh, in this great country, but we're. Uh,
1: that's why people like Tricia were right on. When she's the her urgency, right? Yes. You know, that's the point because. If we get if we tip a little more to, towards like the China model, yeah, we wouldn't be able to keep open those channels of communication. That's right. Like the whole the veritas, the rumbles, the uh, signals and stuff like that, and uh, and it can, can know, go fast it can, too.
0: It can go fast. China we saw what happened in Venezuela. You know how quickly yes things can uh, get out of hand, and before you know it, you're you lost all your freedoms, and some dictator comes in, and you know claims martial law and um, starts confiscating the guns so well listen Frank uh, Dr. K um, I think we'll finish up here It's I appreciate you coming on today and sharing your views and I hope we can uh, do this more often on different it's, topics
1: It's great to be with you Marcus, I, I really enjoy your program uh, I think you do a tremendous job in, in your tone and in your selection of content and I hope I hope my my joining you is a little bit of a help on your show, or uh, it's because it certainly is my pleasure. I'll tell you that.
0: Well, it's my pleasure to have you here and and uh, give everybody uh, some information about your settlement project, how they can get in contact with that, and also um, any information that you have about settlement project you'd like to leave with my audience today.
1: Well, thank you very much. Yeah, the settlement project is designed uh, as an emergency action when uh, it became clear that the leftist attack on the United States uh, had three places, the Pacific Rim, especially the CCP, the Atlantic infringement coming through the neo-Marxists in Europe, and then the infiltration and deterioration of the american liberal tradition in which the radical left got control of the democrats and of the liberals and so suddenly our country became in danger in three places and it it shocked it shocked all freedom loving americans all people who took for granted the great rights and freedoms and opportunity we have for america so the settlement project was built to strengthen Freedom-loving Americans of of every stripe, and to restore civility in the democratic uh, process, so that there would not be things like the removal of rights, there would not be censorship, and uh, there would not be acquiescing to foreign enemies, like allowing China to buy up Hollywood, to buy up the media, and so forth. So, the settlement project is a very serious work. It's got a lot of good support. It's got a lot of uh, a lot of excellent people involved. So, uh, please come visit us. Please get involved with us. We're at sp12.org.
0: Settlement SP12.org. I'll go ahead and put that in my description box on this episode, too, here for anybody that Thank would like to uh, uh, link over there. It's got some great content, lots of good articles, and uh, lots of good things in the future to come. Some counter proposals to the uh, uh, socialist, communist ideas that have. infiltrated here so stay tuned The Settlement Project and also come back for the uh, Affirm America podcast All right. well um, again Dr. K it's good having you here let's uh, I'd like to close this out with a um, just a little clip here from a movie that a lot of you may have remembered if you're maybe maybe 60 plus years of age classic movie but uh, came out in the 70s but it's frightening very frighteningly similar to today's situation so uh let's close out today this episode with this uh, clip from a classic movie called network
3: i don't have to tell you things are bad everybody knows things are bad it's a depression everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job the dollar buys a nickel's worth banks are going bust shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore!
0: All right, well, there you go. That's another episode for Affirm America podcast today. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Again, uh, you can go to uh, AffirmAmerica.com. Subscribe to our podcast channel there. We'll send out uh, notice on new episodes. And if you'd like to reach me by email, my name is Marcus Marquise at affirmamerica.com. Again, thank you all for joining us. Hope to see you next time. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.